Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. This is Perry Kostadakis with another edition of the Seminole Wrap coming to you on August 15th. Today is an off day for Florida State Seminoles football. They just finished up their first week of fall camp, ending with a scrimmage last night, which was Saturday. And we got the chance to we got the chance to hear from head coach Mike Novell, offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham, defensive coordinator Adam Fuller, as well as special teams and defensive end coach John Papuchis. Head coach Mike Novell spoke on the way he was pleased with the energy of the team, saying in response to a question that I asked him that it is exactly what he was looking for on a day where you had Florida State returning from their Jacksonville trip, in addition to the funeral of Bobby Bowden, in addition to this scrimmage taking place at 7 o'clock at night, taking place for two hours on a Saturday night. You know, getting that level of investment in the summer when college kids would rather be doing anything in the world than scrimmaging in the Dunlap Center, which it was actually moved to the IPF because there was weather, which was another form of adversity. Like, you know, not major, but another just form of circumstance of changing that Norvell mentioned as something he was happy that his team responded well to. Voller talked about how he was pleased with the intensity of the defense in the first half. He said it faltered off a little bit in the second half of the scrimmage. Somebody who has looked and flashed often according to Fuller, was Shane Brown, freshman, also freshman Hunter Washington, who he said is just an absolute dog. They have him at corner right now. They can move around in nickel. They can move him around all over the field because Fuller says he has just inherent playmaking ability. Offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham, as well as head coach Mike Novell, spoke on the quarterback situation, saying both Jordan Travis and Mackenzie Milton performed to expectations. They led the offense well. They had a good rate of play. Dillingham said that he wished maybe the pace was a little bit higher, but overall played exactly how you would expect your front two quarterbacks vying for that competing spot to perform. As for the younger two guys, um, both Dillingham and Norvell reiterated that they did some things well, but that young mentality is still there. Norvell emphasize it's their redshirt freshman year that kind of vibes with what we've seen in practice what we've seen over the last year what we saw in the spring Mackenzie Milton and Jordan Travis are going to be competing for that top spot Chubba Purdy and Tate Rotomaker are competing for the future they're trying to get valuable reps they did get game reps last year which is meaningful but the focus right now is on Milton and Travis as for the special teams competition, uh, Papuchis was generally pleased with it. He said they worked through about eight different situational drills, um, nothing too fancy. The kicking competition is still neck and neck, according to him, between Ryan Fitzgerald and Parker Grothis. Without further ado, here are the coaches on each of their position groups and Mike Novell on the team's progress overall. All right, um, you know, obviously uh, it's an emotional day. Um, with Coach Bowden passing away this morning, um, you know something that we actually started off our morning uh, together as a team. We talked about Coach Bowden and his legacy, the man that he was, and the legacy that he left. Uh, you think about the impact that he made throughout his life. 
91 years old. We talked about it last week, the peace that he was at, even at, this, at, at, at that stage in his life, because he, he, he knows what he accomplished. He knows what he gave, and we know where he's at right now. He was with us today. He's been limited to uh, all the things he could do physically, being a part of this team and uh, being able to be able to come out and uh, to be on the practice field, but there's no doubt that today his spirit was with us. And so honored and grateful for the opportunity to have known him and now the opportunity to represent him in what we do in my job, with this team, and with this program. Uh, but it's a very emotional day. Odell, Ron, you know, it hit us all. We're grateful for the example of Coach Bobby Bowden. And we're going to honor him in everything that we do each and every day. right? Because he helped build this place to something that is incredibly special with all of his heart and all of his life. We're grateful for him. Any questions? You know, uh, I got an opportunity to meet with him um, first couple months that I, that I was here on the job. He came up to the office. He said, follow your heart. Be be true to who you are and give everything you have each and every day to help impact these kids, this program. And that's what I try to do. Because he did that. He, he was the example of that. And um, you know, that's the standard of what all of us have to try to match. Whether you're in coaching, whether you're out of coaching, as you go through this life, I mean, that's, he was a tremendous, tremendous example of how to impact and how to serve. And that's what we're going to work on. Even before your arrival here, how much did he impact your career, how you go about doing your job, and just what coaches do for a living? Well, I mean, uh, I think I've told people before, that was one of the reasons that I came to Florida State. Because this program was the standard. It was. How he did it. It was different. There's plenty of places that, that, you know, they care about the jersey number. He cared about the heart. He he cared about the experience. I came here because I wanted to get back to that. I want to get back to that with with what this program stands for, you know, on the field, off the field, the impact that it can make. He changed coaching. He changed it. He's a special man. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously there's a lot of people that – that have been been impacted by him directly. You know, I sent him, uh, Ron and Odell went and uh, had the opportunity to go see him last week. And I sent a note because I wasn't going to take somebody's spot that had got the, 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 the direct impact of him throughout their life. I wanted to leave that opportunity for those, those people to, to be able to see him face-to-face. But I sent him a note, <clears throat> and I talked about that indirect impact that he had. So everybody could talk about the former players, the, all the great teams. And from a young kid in Irving, Texas, growing up, I got to watch it. Now I get to represent it. And so I told him I'm not going to let him down. I think, I think you said before that the first time you saw him interact with Coach Vivian and Joe Bingham, like in a room together, the way they reacted to It's what coaching is all about. Like, it's what life is all about. So... All right, guys. How did each of the four quarterbacks do tonight with handling kind of the live bullets and what comes with a scrimmage? 
I thought the the older guys, Jordan McKenzie, I thought they I thought they played very very well. You know, they took care of the football. Um, obviously, anytime you're in a scrimmage situation, there's not going to be any extending of plays. Uh, there's not going to be any quarterback run game. Uh, so a few of the times, you know, that they were more aggressive running the ball in scramble situations, you know, they probably could have taken a five-yard out. Instead, they tried to get more in the running game and got, you know, tagged for a one- or two-yard gain. But I, I was pleased with how they operated. There's a few things we obviously got to improve on. Um, one thing is just tempo. You know, we've got to be able to play faster. Uh, and then the young guys, you know, it's live bullets and uh, made some mistakes. You know, they got to take care of the football. Uh, and they just need reps. I mean, that's part of being being a young guy is you need those live bullet reps where nobody's on the field and it's just you and your guys. Uh, but got to get better with the young guys, take care of the football. But that's part of being young. And I was pleased with the older guys. And I'll, I'll add one more note to that. I, I thought uh, I think Gino English has been doing a really nice job, uh, a really nice job for us. He's a hard worker, and uh, every time he gets an opportunity to go out there, uh, he does something positive. One of the things that Chris Norvell mentioned was that you know, early on in the scrimmage there were some mistakes on offense, but you felt like the offense really responded. Is that something that? How pleased are you compared to maybe a year ago where the team as a whole struggled sometimes when things didn't go well? Well, uh, it's, it's exactly right. I mean, we kind of played, they tried to play like a football game in our mind. We ended up getting 10 series with the first group. And, uh, you know, the first half, the first five of those series, uh, you know, penalty, penalty, turnover, one play turnover on a fumble. And, uh, we didn't execute every time we'd have a pie. It wasn't that we weren't being productive. We'd have productive plays, but we would then have a full start or an illegal, illegal formation, right? Or we would take a sack, right? And we would take those negatives to set us back, right? So that first series, we had one field goal and, and got down to the eight-yard line and got negative, 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 and ended up get, kicking a field goal in the first five series. The second half, we went out there, we executed, and we scored four touchdowns. And the only time we didn't score was when we had a penalty. And it's it's great for our guys to, one, get that adversity to show that, okay, we did respond, right? But two, right, what can we do and how good can we be if we stay out of our own way? And we've been better than that in the spring. But when you're out there without coaches, when you're out there without people helping you, right, that's when you really got to lock in on the detail. And uh, that's what we got to clean up. When you look at the receivers, it seemed like a lot of different guys on different days have kind of been that guy to step up. I know Coach Travell talked about Keyshawn had a big play tonight. Who stood out to you from that group tonight? Keyshawn Helton. That's exactly that's him. Uh, he stood out, and I couldn't be happier for a person because that dude is – I mean, he is a seminal. I mean, he, he is a seminal. Every day he shows up to work. Every day he does everything we ask him to do. And to see him have some success today, uh, he broke us down as an offense afterwards. And I was very, very excited uh, for Keyshawn. Hey, Coach. Kurt, uh, I want to ask about Keyshawn as well. Kurt got me there. So uh, let me ask you about the uh, the offensive line, kind of how they've pulled up. I know you guys have been moving a lot of different guys in there, trying different combinations. How did they perform in today's scrimmage and how that helped the offense? 
I, I think they did a nice job. I mean, I think they've grown a lot, obviously, having everybody back uh, and adding a few pieces. Uh, the continuity is there. The communication is there. Uh, that you can see our guys aren't having to, to think as much when the picture changes, that they have a, they kind of know what's going to happen. They know what the guy to the left of them is going to do. They know what the guy to the right of them is going to do. It's not the, I hope he does this. It's the, I have confidence he's going to do it. Now, are there situations where we got off on a snap late? Yes. Were there situations where we could play faster? Yes. But from a whole, I've been happy with the progress they've made. And I think Coach Atkins does a phenomenal job. Everybody talks about Coach Atkins as a recruiter. I think people need to think about Coach Atkins as a coach who can recruit. He's a football coach that can recruit. Coach, how were the running backs looking tonight, especially in an environment where, like as you said, quarterbacks are hampered and don't present as much as rushing back? Jay Sean Corbin. That's what I got to say about that. Jay Sean Corbin showed flashes of of why we brought him here. He showed flashes of that starter at a high level at a young age. And, you know, he went through a time where he had to get healthy. And he went through that year, first year back. And today was the best I have seen him run since he's been on this campus. And uh, what's even more exciting to see him run is seeing his big old smile when he knows he feels good and knows he feels like he's he's getting it back. He's getting back to being 100%, back to being health, fully healthy and comfortable again, and I'm just so happy for that kid. Hey, Coach. I hope you're doing well. Um, going back to the offensive line, Coach Norvell mentioned he was happy with uh, Lloyd Willis. You know, how do you feel about the depth of tackle right now in particular, and you know, how important is that for the offense? Well, that's, that's essential. I mean, tackle's the most – and it's the second highest position paid on offense in the NFL for a reason, right? And so it's it's a, it's essential. And the depth, you know, a guy like Lloyd, I mean, we're counting on him to be in that depth. We're counting on him to step up. And the one thing I'll say about Lloyd is in, in years past, he's been, you know, he's had some banged up and he's missed some practices. This year he's faced a little bit of adversity, but he hasn't missed reps. He's fought through it. He's starting to grow up. And I think that is the biggest thing when you have, when you have these, these young tackles is it's probably the hardest position to get on the field early. I know we had it in Rob Scott and that's like, what is it? Like the white elephant or whatever that's the white buffalo, whatever that saying is, right? That's Rob Scott. But you have Lloyd over here who has all these, all these skills who just is continuing to get better and better and better and better. And he's starting to put in the work ethic needed uh, to do that. So we need him and he is starting to progress. We'll go back to Kurt. Uh, going back to the running backs, we've seen Trayshawn Ward, obviously, is a new guy on scholarship this year. It seems like every practice he kind of has at least the one big run. I know JP talked about how big he is on special teams. Just what can you say about what he brings just in all facets to this team? He's a dog. That's what he brings. You can see the big runs. You can see all that stuff. But that dude loves the game, and that dude is competitive. And you can't underestimate competitive people. I mean, we, we took the running backs bowling, and yes, the quarter, I'm going to call them out. The quarterbacks beat them in bowling, quarterbacks versus running backs. And I think Ward, every day from every week at least, has said, when are we going bowling again? When are we going bowling again? When are we going bowling again? And it sounds like something stupid. It sounds like something small. But in order to win, you have to have guys who want to win. 
You have to have guys who want to compete. And that's a guy who loves to compete. And it shows up. That's why he's great on special teams. That's why he was a walk-on that's dominated on the scout team, that wound up playing for us, that proved his worth in spring, that's built his way up in fall camp, is because that's all he knows how to do. All he knows how to do is work, and all he knows how to do is compete to win. And those are the guys we want to our left and our right. Hey, Coach, I know Coach Norvell's mantra is, is 1% better. You're trying to get everybody out there 1% better every day. But as an offense, do you look around and feel, if I can just get three or four of these guys to make a real big jump or five or six of these guys, we'll be in a, a much better place? Or is that not the mentality of an OC or a coach? Yeah, we're just trying to get 1% better. I'm just kidding, but we are. I mean, it's both, but we're trying to get 1% better, but there are guys that we need to step up. We need Lloyd Willis to step up and and be a tackle that that we can count on, right? We need need wideouts to to step up and be guys that can win one-on-ones, right? Tight ends, the depth, who's going to be in our 3-40 to at the tight end that we can count on when we're in 12, 13, 14 personnel, whatever personnel groupings we're in. So there are a few guys that – that we need to step up. But at the same time, the unique thing about our team is I think we have a, a a very balanced team in terms of regardless of the personnel grouping, I think we're very balanced. And the mantra of 1% better, it's going to come down to, to, to what position groups continue to work, what position groups continue to finish, so we can find out the best five to put on the field come game day. All right, next we'll go back to Ira. we got time for two more. You know, looking historically, I know, for example, Florida State, freshman wide receivers traditionally haven't had a lot of big years. And I look back at your guys' offenses, the Memphis didn't have a lot of fresh, true freshmen, super productive. For a guy like Malik McLean or Josh Burrell or some of those guys, what, what, what do you have to do as a true freshman to kind of make a bigger impact at, at that position? Just got to come in here and work and learn the offense. Man, this is, this is not a, an easy, this is a NFL offense, a pro style offense that plays fast. So take all those places you can be on the field. Our wideouts can be in the field slot, boundary slot, the X receiver, the Z receiver, the number three receiver. They have to be all over the, it's not just go line up in the boundary to the left or you're the outside receiver to the right. You're the outside receiver to the left. They've got to learn it all. They've got to learn football. So that's a, that's a reason for us that our guys that, that we've signed are smart football players is because we want to be able to move them around. So those guys got to come in here and learn the system, which because they were early enrollees, I think they have, and then they got to work and they got to prove that we can make plays. And I think both those guys have, have, have proven that. Last one will be Tom Lane from Warchamp. Hey coach, I'm curious after a week of practice and obviously the scrimmage tonight, you mentioned a lot of guys that stood out, but uh, in your mind, who's been the most consistent from start to finish to this point? Cam? Most consistent. I don't know if I could give one. I think there's been a few guys that have been. I think Jordan Travis has been very consistent. I think uh, Keyshawn Helton has been very consistent. Uh, I mean, I, I could go. I think I think the running back group has been very consistent. I think a lot of our guys have been very consistent, to be honest. I mean, it's very, you know, our guys are are starting to learn the importance of practice and and habits. You know, when we got back from. Uh, to start fall camp, we showed last year to spring 
and the the growth we've made on certain plays. And this is what we did last year, the same call versus the same look. This is what we did in spring, same call versus the same look. And look at the difference in execution. And our guys are starting to believe in that. It's not just, oh, let's all go out there and get ours and make a play. They're starting to learn that we all need each other. And if we all work together, and if we all utilize each other's skill sets, right, we're all going to make plays. Thank you. Coach Fuller, all in all, how did you feel the defense perform this evening in the scrimmage, initial takes on what they did? I thought we tackled well. Um, I thought we ran to the ball well. I thought we created some takeaways, um, got good pressure early in the scrimmage. Um, you know, I, overall, I, it, it was a pretty clean first scrimmage. I thought the first half um, was a lot better than the second half. I think we got a little fatigued and we got a little sloppy there towards the finish. Um, but saw a lot of good signs early. Hey, Coach. Um, when yeah. we've been out there practice, we've seen Shaheen do some really good things. And Coach uh, said that he had an interception tonight. How how impressed have you been with Shaheen so far in camp? We've been impressed. You know, Shaheen, somebody that – we're, tr- we're leaving them at Buck and trying to just get as many reps as we can. You know, what that's going to look like early in the season, we're still unsure. But he's got a really good attitude towards it. He's got a great frame, and he's got good movements. You know, and you know the greatest thing about him back in high school was he did a lot of things well. And, you know, now we're using all those talents. We're trying to just get it into one position so that he can sort of focus on getting better at things. But – you know, you saw some things. He did. Some, he flashed a lot, and then he showed some freshman. You know, just ball gets snapped, and he ends up on the other side of the field, and like just the freshman things that could happen. But you know, he's a good learner, and he's working at it. And you know, I think the frame, the skill, and the personality is a really good fit for us. Hey, Coach. Uh, I know it's still relatively early in camp, but how would you evaluate what you've seen out of your interior guys so far in terms of like a run defense, that sort of thing, like where they're at right now? Yeah, I think our front is considerably better right now um, from where we were in the spring to where we are now. Um, I've seen a lot of marked improvement on just base effort, um, their understanding, their physicality at the point. You know, I think we've I've seen a lot of strides, you know, positive direction, you know. Um, I think JP and Coach Hagens are doing a really good job with that front, and I feel good about it right now. I think we've made the necessary strides from where we were at the end of spring to now. You've seen marked improvements, so now you can continue to see more growth in other areas um, and just continue to build that depth that we're going to need up front in order to play the way we need to. Hey, Coach Fuller, hope you're doing well. I uh, just want to ask you about the start to the um, scrimmage. How pleased are you with that, particularly coming off the trip to Jacksonville with the energy level, which Coach Rebell mentioned he was uh, pleased with? Yeah, well, I mean, the start, you know, we got him. It was, it was, we start with the red zone, and it was first and goal from the 10, and I think it was ended up third and goal from the 8. And, you know, we kind of let the tight end get loose there and gave up a touchdown early. We had good pressure, but kind of cut a coverage that we didn't want to. Uh, the twos came out, got a good stop. Then we came back with the ones, you know, and, and played good stout defense. I think, you know, when you start out in the red zone, I think it's a great way to start the scrimmage because that's all about one-on-ones. You know, there's just limited space, and you got to defend so much um, run game down there. And 
So that, that was that was a good start, and I thought the energy overall was good, especially early in the scrimmage. I thought it was good for both sides. You know, I think as the defense played well, you saw some of those backs really lower their pads and fall forward towards the end of scrimmage. Um, but I think that's what you're looking for. You're looking for, you know, I, listen, I want us to play great on defense. Kenny wants to play great on offense, and we work together to make sure we're competing the way it needs to look. Um, but got a lot of a lot of players necessary reps tonight and it'll be crucial to make sure we take good jumps from scrimmage one to um, two days here we jump back on the practice field coach uh, coach Norbell mentioned earlier that uh, there was turnovers and that it was a little bit of a mix on offense failures combined with defensive presence do you agree with that 50 50 split yeah I mean Listen, when they when they we run the alley and and make a great open field tackle and the ball goes flying because we put our face on the ball and we recover it. That's a great play. When the center snaps the ball and it hits the quarterback's hands and it falls on the ground, we jump on it. Still, both counts as takeaways, but obviously there are certain forced ways. And so, yeah, I think you know the first scrimmage when you, you got a lot of bodies around and there's a lot of contact. You know, not to make an excuse for the offense, but there's a chance the ball's going to get on the ground. But we got to own it offensively but you know I thought it was, it was obviously good for the defense because you want to feed off that energy and make sure we're giving the ball back to the offense good places so you know I think listen if you're going to play with good aggression take great angles and play fast and knock the ball and hit the ball I mean we're going to be able to create takeaways and that's something we work on every day and you know it's good when you see positive feedback from from scrimmages on that. All right we'll go back to the Chris. Coach Norbell singled out Hunter Washington for a big play tonight just what has he shown in these six practices in the scrimmage yeah. about what he can do in that secondary? And is his attitude unique for a freshman? He seems to be kind of chippy and willing to mix it up with people. You know, Hunter is a competitor. He was kind of a leader in that recruiting class. Um, you know, and obviously he had a great high school season, you know, state champion. And, you know, since the day Hunter's been here, he's he's confident, but, you know, he's very willing to work and very willing to just – you know, whatever the rep, third group, second group, even today at the end, got a few snaps uh, with the first group. And, you know, Hunter is a – he's got playmaking to him. You know, whether he – you know, right now we, we've got him at corner. That's where I feel like he's going to stay. But I think he's got some nickel to him. You know, I, I think he's got a lot of football. You see him tackle, make plays on the ball. Um, you see him in one-on-one coverage, you know. I think that's what corners need to look like, right? The days are just, well, I'm a cover guy. I mean, everybody makes everybody tackle nowadays. And, you know, in our defense, we're going to make sure that everybody is involved in the blitz game. And I think Hunter brings that skill set that he can do a lot of different things. So I think he's going to have an impact in the kicking game. We're going to bring him along at corner. Um, but with his mindset and his attitude and his competitive nature, um, I, won't, I won't close the door on anything that he'll get done this, this fall um, obviously, he's got a long way to go um, being a freshman and just kind of learning the ropes of how to compete every day um, and kind of learn the scheme and things that come with that. But I like what Hunter brings to the table. You guys uh, had to force you know, some young guys into action last year, Stephen Dix and then a few other guys, Travis Jay. Um, you were hopeful that that experience would help them springboard, you know, pay off this year. What have you seen from the first week of camp and the scrimmage? Are you seeing that um, paying off for some of those guys that played early last year? You know, I think even Ira, obviously Stephen played a lot, right? So you game, but like 
even guys like Kalen Deloach, who, you know, if we go back, like he started the season. And, you know, then he kind of fell off and then played a little bit more towards the middle and the end. But it was game experience under us. So there's something that we can definitely go back upon. There's history there. Um, some guys, you know, some success. Some guys, it was some failure. Um, but there's a lot of people in the back end at linebacker, you know, you know, up front. I mean, they're all reps that all mattered. You know, there was no discounted reps. Hey, this was at the end of the game against whoever. So, you know, yes, we're – you're seeing that, and there's some history of like, hey, do you remember when you played it like this? This is the right, and you can kind of go back, and you got some history with them, which I think is 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 important. Um, you know, especially if they got the unique, if they just got the talent and the skill, and then you put that with some history of of playing the position or having success with it, it, it makes it easier to connect what it looks like moving forward. So. Yeah, we played a you know, we played a lot of different guys in the back end last year, you know. So that that is gonna it's not gonna hurt. It's got to help. You know, we've just got to continue to see that develop. But I do feel like there's a starting point where it's not ground zero with these guys because of the opportunities that they had last year to play a lot of football. Right. Next is Kurt. Like Kurt. Uh, I know Jarquez is somebody who got here in January. If you didn't have him much in the spring, I guess what have you seen from him? Obviously, in that role at safety. It seems like he's been a, a playmaker of sorts back there from what we've seen. Yeah, Pac, Pac's got natural football movement to him. You know, he tracks the ball really well in the air and on ball carriers. You know, he takes good angles to the football. Um, you know, so Pack will help us. You know, we've got him at safety. That was a move we made in the spring to try and get more athletic back there. Um, and Pack's picked up well. we got to keep him, keep him on the field, keep him healthy, keep him working and I think Pac has a chance to help us on defense this year. All right, last one will go to Aslan. Coach, have you learned how to reach these guys a little bit better uh, this time around in camp, or are these guys able to have a better, they have a better understanding of, of what you're telling them this time around? You talking about relationships? Just relationships, uh, their ex their understanding of how you want this defense executed. Brendan talked about how yesterday about how much more comfortable he is in this defense. Is it more of you being able to deliver a clearer message, or are these guys just got better better hearing and, and <laughs> do they have better hearing? Well, that's interesting. I'll ask them, but no, I think listen, we played an entire season, whatever last season was with. You know, it was a different type of season, but it was history. You know, I think we had that question before from a standpoint of, you know, do you see the growth of guys that have – you invested reps last year. And we invested reps because they were the best players we thought that could get the job done. And now a good percentage of those guys are back. So there's absolutely, a, I want to say, a higher foundation, right? Let's put it that way, of just of history of playing, of playing for us, um, with us and yeah so I think there's a better overall understanding of what we want how we got to do it and there's a better response right now for sure from my end all right thank you coach thanks guys coach good evening um, what were some of the special special teams positions that you put the team in tonight so tonight in, in this scrimmage we uh we worked a couple different phases we had eight reps of full-speed punt versus punt returns, but the emphasis being the punt team. 
uh, we did a three-on-three combat zone compete. For, for What that means is it's kickoff cover versus kickoff return in a short area space, as if they've already covered the field. And then um, we worked our field goal unit versus our pride unit, which is our field goal block unit. Um, so those are were, those were the three points of emphasis tonight. It seems like, I guess I don't know how he was tonight. The last few days, Alex has looked pretty good punting the ball. How much more comfortable do you think he is? I mean, just having a year of football under his belt, knowing situations, more stuff like that, now coming into year two. Oh, I think he's a lot more confident than he was probably a year ago at this time. You know, everything a year ago was new to him. You know, it was the first time he did all the things that he was going through. You know, the first fall camp, you know, the first game was his first game experience and so on and so forth throughout the course of the year, that was the case. I think now that he's had a, a full year and a full off season and, um, you know, the opportunity to, to train in the summer and then get himself ready for, for this fall camp, he, he, he's a very confident player right now. And uh, that's translating into the way he's punting the ball. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him because I think, you know, we haven't really even scratched the surface of what he could potentially be. So um, I'm excited to watch his development. Hey, JP, six practices in and a scrimmage. How is that field goal kicker battle going between Parker and uh, Ryan? You know, it, it, it's it's going uh, kind of status quo right now. I mean, it's still pretty tight and pretty even. Um, you know, the thing about, you know, the competition in general, the first three days were split practices. And, you know, I, I took those evaluations into account. But I also have a little bit of an asterisk next to him because um, because they're split practices. They had different snappers. They had different holders. Um, so anytime you change some of uh, those those um, those variables, um, it's not if equal or fair evaluation. So uh, most of my evaluation has come off the last three days, and the last three days have been been really competitive and, and fairly even. Um, and we're going to let this thing play out as long as it has to play out. You know, if one guy takes the job. I'd be more than happy to to name a guy, but uh, that hasn't happened yet. So as long as they continue to battle it out, uh, we'll keep that competition rolling. Hey, coach. Um, just following up on that that topic, when you look back at some of the misses from last year, I mean, it's not like you know sometimes it was even shorter kicks. Was there a common thread for each of either one of them or both of them or? Uh, you know, when it, in, in terms of a year ago and the missed kicks, I don't think there was a common theme in ter- you know, that, that all the f- missed field goals had in common. Um, they were all more fundamental and technique based than they were ability. Um, you know, and, and it's just getting that, that confidence and the consistency and the routine of, and I think that helps when you have one guy, you know, um, and, and I, you know that that's the idea and the goal going into this year, and uh, you know we're gonna let the competition battle out. But once it does, I, I'd like that guy to be the guy. But you know what? If 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 it's not working, then we'll continue to always look at it. So um, you know it's gonna be an evolving competition as as we move forward. Coach, obviously, it seems like it probably, hopefully, I would assume for you, have improved play at the defensive end position, at least in group one. So those guys behind and the younger guys, whether it's Quayshon or Derek McClendon, what, what are they able to provide right now? And just how would you sort of measure your satisfaction on the play so far? 
Well, I, th- I think the best thing about what we have going now from a defensive end perspective is a lot of those guys who played a year ago, two of which you mentioned, Quayshon Fuller, Derek McClendon, um, Josh Griffiths, um, you know, those three guys played a lot as, as redshirt freshman or freshman a year ago, or played some anyway. They've all made significant improvement. We have the two transfers uh, that are that are older kids that that came in the spring, and uh, Jermaine and and Kier Thomas, and then we added Marcus Cushney here in the summer. So we've added a lot of of experience, and those young guys have now grown and developed. So our depth at that spot should be much much better. Um, I've I've been excited about those six guys that I've named. I thought Patrick Payton was having an excellent camp. Um, you know, so so I mean, I think I think the depth is going to be much better than it was a year ago in terms of the quality of the depth, and uh, you know the competition is going to be pretty solid there. Um, I like where where we are, um, but we're only a weekend, so we got to keep keep grinding it out. Hey, coach. Uh, coach Norvell's been talking a lot about what Keir Thomas has brought. Um, can you talk about just what you've seen out of him these first few practices in the scrimmage today? Just how much of a boost he's been? Well, you know, Keir Keir brings a, a veteran presence to the meeting room and to the practice field. Um, you know, this is he's been around for a while. Um, he's been he comes from a, a good program. Um, one of which I you know I know a lot of the coaches that coached him before and have a lot of respect for him. Um, you know, he's a worker. He's a grinder. Uh, he knows what it takes to be successful. So without doing anything on the field, he's already a positive influence on everybody else in the room. But then on the field, uh, you know, he, he knows that this is his last go around and he's making the most of it in terms of the effort, um, his, his investment into the meeting room and learning the defense and then just the way he competes on the field. So just having that veteran leadership and that, that experience is a huge factor for that room. We'll go back to Perry. As far as, oh my gosh, as far as players flashing uh, on special teams, trying to earn a spot on that field, is there anybody specifically that you can name? Well, you know, I think, I think as a program, our guys have done a tremendous job investing into what our culture of special teams is here. Um, you know, there's some guys that, that certainly flash and, you know, there's so many, I, I almost feel bad like naming people, but I, I'll name a couple guys that have really jumped out. You know, Ja'Kai Douglas does everything we ask him to do all the time, the way that we need it done. Um, Jarvis Brownlee is that way on special teams. Um, Cam McDonald is that way on special teams. Wyatt Rector is that way on special teams. Um, Treshawn Ward is that way on special teams. I mean, as a program, the, the guys have really, really done a nice job investing into the fundamentals and technique. Um, so it's a little unfair just to kind of pull some guys out, but those are the guys that came to mind first. All right, last one. We'll go back to Ira. When, uh, you know, when we've been out there practice, it seems like you've had a lot of different guys working uh, as return specialists. Um, is that something you're going to narrow down? Pretty quickly, or is that something that might go on to the other camp? Figuring out who's going to be the main guys there. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think we kind of know, but you're always looking to develop depth and 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 get as, as many guys work as possible. I mean, um, you know, we all lived through through an experience last year that was unique, where you know every week you had to have you know great depth to to your roster, and 
you know, really we're going to be seeing some of the same challenges probably this year and going forward. So we want as many guys as we possibly can um, who have that skill set. So that's why you see so many guys back there because it's never a bad thing to have depth on your on your roster. So um, we, we work a lot of guys on these special teams. But truthfully, um, every single guy in that first specialty period that you guys get to see every day is working either fundamentals or they're part of the return the uh, the return unit. Um, so, you know, Every guy that's a that's a skilled player is going to be getting work, and uh, it's going to make us better as a team overall. All right, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.